Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 234. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's me. And with me, as always, it's my buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master of third shift. It's my buddy, Eric, and we're going to start the show like we always do. How would we start the show, kids? Ah, oh, Mr. Oh, Matt, no. you always say, how was your week, Mr. Eric? Mr. That's right, kids. So, Mr. Eric, how was your week this week? Gilly gally geo. My week was a grando. I played some video games. I did some family time. I did some work around the house. We decided, hey, we got to repaint this whole house. Because in the summertime, we're going to replace our floors with hardwood floors. And you know what you want to do? You want to make sure that all your painting, etc. is all finished and complete. Before you do that, that way, when your hardwood floors, etc. get in, it's fin. Okay? All done. No more. Not, not damaging the floor. Not even thinking about damaging that floor. You're going to screw up everything else besides that. So we start with the bedroom. Worked into the hallway. This weekend, we're going to get into the, uh, the living room hallway, and then I got to scrub down, you know, the little sandpaper into the kitchen. We're going to redo tiling in there. It's going to be a whole rigmarole. So, pretty busy. Delivering cookies. Girl Scout cookies all over town, like Santa Claus, but driving around in a truck instead to all the different people and all the different boys and girls with their, all the cookies. Getting that done. And then, of course... On Wednesday, had a day off, went skiing with the family, hitting the slopes, got the girls where they're going down the hills by themselves, having a good time, having fun. It was pretty nice. So the real life stuff, not so bad. And then, of course, in the video game world, played uh, a little bit of Bloodstain. Got to a point where I was stuck and I was trying to figure it out, and I couldn't. I had no idea. Finally got to the point where I cheated and went, okay, da-da-da-da, did that. Went and got the uh, the card I needed, moved on, got to the new area, and I'm moving and grooving. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this is two times you've cheated on poor Bloodstain. Yes. Because last week it, you told us how you had to Google the where, where the hell do I go. It doesn't tell you stuff. It doesn't tell yeah. you like anything, which is fine, but I'm old. I don't have time like to scour every nook and cranny anymore. It's fine as a throwback to how things used to be, yes. but it would be nicer if it wasn't that. Yes. But I don't want to hate on it because I'm I appreciate the old school stuff. It's just for me, being as the age I am and got things to do, I, I don't have the the luxury of taking my time and discovering and exploring enough to find what I missed, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So once again got in there, boop, 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 moving forward, moving on. And besides that, Matt, I'm on a deadline. I got like four four or five days left to beat this game, so I have my India of the month. <laughs> <laughs> under the belt. <laughs> so we got to go. We got to roll. We got to get things done. So moving and grooving on that one. And then, of course, played some Nier Automata. And, man, the second playthrough, I forgot. I remember watching Matt play, and I didn't realize that was the second playthrough that you play as uh, 9S instead of, of course, 2B. I thought that was, like, playthrough 3 or 4. No, no. And so I'm like, oh, God, this is this is quick. Uh, where, well, I'm, I'm uh, cool with it, but... I'm like, oh, but I wasn't done with 2B yet. You know, I still want to hang out with 2B some more. Well, you are just as a different person. Yeah, but as 9S, you know, and 
and it, but it's cool. I definitely appreciate the different perspectives and how things are going down so far. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to play it more. I want to play it more, but of course, the other game I've been playing, Persona Five Strikers, came out, and so now I'm in this torn world where I'm like, I am, I am knee deep in Nier Automata, and I want to play it, mm-hmm. but it's Persona Five Strikers, and I gotta play this game. This is just, this is just what life is. It has to be. So now I'm looking at both of them, and they are equally tugging at me right now, like on which one to play. So I'm I'm in that mode again where I'm standing there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric, just go watch an anime instead so you don't have to do anything or make any decision. And then I just watch anime. And I'm like, Eric, you're not playing either of these games you really want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the easier choice. Just watch these cool shows I really love, and I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. So right now I'm in a little problem zone. I have played a bunch of both of the games. Don't get me wrong, but I'm always struggling with which one to do, and then I, you know, always end up defaulting either begrudgingly to one, mm-hmm. or I go watch anime and don't make a choice at all. And so here we are, as of today, doing that very thing this morning when I woke up at three forty <laughs> this morning. <laughs> and that's been my week. What about you? Well, I'm gonna say. I'm in the same boat as you. We'll get to that in a second. But this whole week has just been a funk week. I don't know. I've been in a gaming funk for the last week or two. And it's just like seeped into real life funk. Just a just a blah week full of nothing. And going back to the 10-hour work schedule after back being on a seven and a half hour schedule. So it's like extra, not hard, but it just feels like, God, I'm just here at work all the time. And it's driving me nuts. So there was that. I did take Tuesday off for the release of Persona 5 Strikers. And one little bit of real world life in that day is, uh, did you know Mr. Beast has like a Mr. Beast ghost kitchen burgers that he does? There's yes. one in Lansing. I ordered Are from it. Are you kidding me? It was I freaking totally delicious. I totally wanted to try it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's out of uh, like Bravo, which is kind of weird, but yeah, That's I ordered that. They, it was like delivery only. So you get it via Postmates. Had like the big old smothered fries and a big old like triple stack burger. Oh, it was good. It was real good. Now I'm jealous. I totally wanted to check that out, but at the time when I was looking, there wasn't one here yet. Man, now you got me tempted, but I'd I'd be killed. My wife would kill me. So just make it a special day, you know, some random day when you're allowed to spend the money. Because I mean, it is you know a little premium because you got a delivery charge and mm-hmm. delivery service adds on a little bit of delivery charge, and it's a little you know it's a name you, thing. You think so. Bravo's coming up to Charlotte? I don't know about that, Matt. I don't know. Well, you have it delivered to work, dude. You just call. Oh, there him, you hey, go. That's you know, the ticket. Tick, tick, tick. Mr. Beast Burger app and boop, boop. But yeah, it was good, man. I, they got like a spicy mustard they put on the burger. It has like mustard, oh. ketchup, you know, all the usual stuff on it, and then just a hint of like spicy brown mustard, and it just, hmm, just gives that zing. Oh, so good. So that was great. Hey, you know what? My week's improving as I re- am remembering it. It was a great time. Back in the video game front, of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I play it every day. My island's starting to starting to really come together. I got these two characters who I didn't know what to do with. Now they have their own individual spaces. One day I went through and Lucha was actually using his space. He was in there like doing the action for the thing that I made. And I was like, hell yeah, he's doing it. The other character was listening to the music on the stereos that I put out. Great, fantastic. And it's even going to get better because just around the corner... I think starting March 1st, you can buy all the Super Mario items in Animal Crossing and just make the Mushroom Kingdom all over the place. Coins and blocks and thwomps and warp pipes. What I'm going to do is put a warp pipe right by the shop, and as I'm running around, just have the other one in my pocket, and then 
plunk. Oh, I got to go to the shop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Off I go. Oh, whoop, 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 whoop. Right back. Pick it up. Put it in my pocket. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's going to be so good. On top of that, I've been playing some Streets of Rage 4. I played a bunch more of it, and I just felt like, I mean, the graphics are really good. Like, the art is really good. The music's really good, but there's just something about it. It has that old-school beat-em-up feel, which I love, but it was just, I don't know, it just feels not my jam, not what I was looking for. So played a bunch of it, but I think it's time to set that one aside. I didn't beat it, but I've had my fun with it. So I'm going to count that as a, I put the time in that I wanted to play on that Games Pass game. There we go. But another Games Pass game that I wasn't super digging, and I only kind of started playing it reluctantly because I was in that gaming funk, was Quantum Break, and now it's starting to get its hooks into me. It's just, it's slowly, one little finger went hook, and I went, ah, you know what? This is kind of cool. This is all right. I like this. And then I started upgrading my powers, and I got more powers, and I started, like I said, upgrading them. And now I can take on bigger swarms of baddies in, in more fun ways, and that little second hook just went, eh, I got you, didn't I? And I went, yeah, you did. And then it went, hey, here's all this weird time travel stuff just as a hook that all the characters are going through. And now you're seeing what happens to them as a result of the time travel they went through. And that third hook went, oh, I got him now. And then Persona 5 Strikers came out. And now I'm doing the exact same thing you are. Yesterday, I got home from work, played a little bit of Persona 5, and I went, okay, cool. Got off the stream of that and I went, all right, what should I do now? You know, I could, like, go back in and, and farm for some experience in the dungeon in Persona 5 Strikers. Or I could, you know, boot up Quantum Break and, and play some of that, because, you know, I should finish that before I get heavy into Persona 5 Strikers. And I went, oh, okay. Well, hmm. And I pulled out my phone. And I went, ah, maybe, you know, I'll just I'll look at Twitter for a little bit. I'll look at like uh, Animal Crossing Reddit just to see some fun pictures. And I went, huh, what's what's this on YouTube? Oh, one of my favorite content creators put up like a like a forty five minute review of like three different movies they watched. Sweet, I'll watch that instead. And then forty five minutes later, I went, what a great show! Oh, it's time to go to bed. I guess I didn't play either of the two games I should played. Uh huh. Great job, me. You made a poor decision. I mean, I did, like you said, it was a great I did decision. something was that I loved and had fun with, <laughs> but it wasn't either of the two things that I need to do. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Indecision is the best decision. That's what they taught me. <laughs> that's You had a bad teacher. That's, <laughs> I was always taught that indecision is the worst decision you can oh, make. Oh, God. I don't know. It seems to be the way life goes. You know, just don't make a decision and everything's okay. I was probably taught that by an indecisive person, so it's, I don't know, don't do what I did, except everybody does, and it's totally cool. That's right, exactly. But speaking of totally cool, Eric, I know you got a totally cool new game that came out this week that you're just itching to tell us about. Oh, yeah, that's a segue, folks. That's how we do it. I'm a professional. 234 episodes in. Boom. I'm going to tell you right now, instead of being indecisive, you need to be brave. That's good. You need to make brave decisions, all right? That's good. And go play some Bravely Default 2 for the Nintendo Switch, which released February 26th for the Nintendo Switch, and none of the other systems, because none of the other systems are real, and they're all fake. Okay? Now, Bravely Default came out many years ago, and I played the game, and I had a good time with the game, but I'm not going to lie to you, I burn out. Alright? I wasn't ready at the time. And now, why I wasn't ready, I'll explain to you with Bravely Default 2. Another game by Square Enix in this wonderful series, which is a classic JRPG. 
the story is the typical save the world type thing. Bad guy wants to destroy it. You got to save it. You set out on an adventure to do so with you and your friends. Nothing's changed. The The whole shtick here, though, is grinding. Bravely Default 1 and now Bravely Default 2 are very much in the old school ways where you go through a storyline and then you get to a town and then they give you a bunch of side quests and, of course, the main quest and you have to go do all the side quests and on top of doing all the side quests, you will have to grind monsters for hours on top of hours before you can go do the main quest to defeat the main baddie of that particular area and then move on. Now... The plus side is in Bravely Default 2, they have a job system. So through side quests and main bosses, you're going to get different jobs that come your way. So you'll be able to change up your characters, give them new jobs, give them new skills. It's super fun, super in-depth, and allows you to really customize your party and make them exactly what you want them to be. And that's awesome. The downside is, is the grinding and the amount of time you have to spend doing this and those side quests, which are pretty kind of mediocre just usual fetch quests or kill this many things come back to me kind of things you're you're, they give you good rewards but there's nothing there's no meat there if you're looking for like an in-depth story it ain't gonna happen that's not what this is about it's all about that classic ah man yeah put on your favorite tunes watch your favorite shows grind away grind away go beat the boss and keep moving but i know you're shaking your head man oh why don't i do that anymore The reason you want to do that is because the bosses are actually extremely tough and rewarding in the combat system that's given to you. You know what I mean? That does sound good. But the reason I'm shaking my head and laughing is I don't remember just grinding bosses in old games. Like, I never played grindy games. I played Final Fantasies, and I never had to grind in those. I mean, I I grinded away. I never stopped. I mean, I did some. But it was because, well, the town had new weapons and armor for everybody, so I circled around and the town a few times. And I would leave times. until I had all the new weapons, all the new armor. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I mean here. So it's not like, I'm, I guess I'm overselling the grinding part. Okay. You can't leave until you have the new weapons, the new armor, the new skills, what you need. Okay. You will get wrecked by bosses in this game. If you don't go away and get ready for that boss and make sure you have everything that town or particular area has to offer... You're going to get smoked or you're going to have an extremely tough time. And if you're not a, uh, you know, a senior veteran of JRPGs, it's not going to be fun. That's kind of what I'm getting at. That at least makes sense. Yeah. That's Bravely Default. The characters are cool. The, uh, the graphics in this game, though, this is where it stands out. They're fantastic. They do like the, uh, the watercolor kind of graphics going. All the towns and villages and everything you go to have this like really beautiful design to them and kind of pans out and lets you explore them with all the art just on display for you. You can pan out and kind of see the overarching map, which is just fantastic. The characters themselves are like these weird little 2.5 3D big heads, little bodies, the type of thing you generally don't like very much. Correct. It's not super egregious, but it is there. And they do kind of seem funky compared to like the rest of the graphics. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's still cool. It's still great. I enjoyed it. Like I said, the the original one was fun. The music was great. The story was, you know, decent. It was okay. It was your typical story. But the job system, you know, finding all these different jobs and then going, oh, my God, I, got, I could do this. Oh, I should switch this character over to this, learn these skills and do all this. And the uniqueness of it and the just 
crazy possibilities that you can do with the job system is so awesome. And then, of course, every time you do a side boss and a main boss and getting a new one and then changing things up, it's wild. This might be the the chocolate and the peanut butter coming together for me because uh-huh. I don't like grindy, you know, tough, you know, real tough boss RPGs. You know, eh, I don't like the chibi characters. I don't like this, that. But it has the great graphics. It has the great music. And I love a job system. In, in Final Fantasy Tactics, I threw like hundreds upon hundreds of hours literally just grinding to get job points, to get new abilities, to get new jobs. Like I, I'll always say, in that first bit of Final Fantasy Tactics, there's like the, like the four points you can go between. I ground the, fight, the random fights in there until I had calculators, like two actual real battles into the game. It was just, I couldn't stop. I can't stop mm-hmm. when something like that is around, so... Maybe this is it. That is where it shines. It's so wonderful. It's so much fun. It's so freaking cool. But, of course, it does take time, and it ain't easy. I'm going to tell you this. I, I got halfway, maybe a little bit more than in the first one, but at that time, I wasn't ready for it, and I was just like, I can't keep going. I got too many other games to play, too many other things to do. I got to stop here. So, I don't know if that's the way this one's going to play out or not. But I can tell you that, as you said, everything else in it is fantastic. And if you're itching for a JRPG, I think this one's going to satisfy definitely on that scale. You talked about a brand new release, and you talked pretty in-depth about it. I'm going to go with a game that's not even a brand new release, but I discovered it this weekend. And I can't say too much about it because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I've said it for two weeks in a row. Been in a gaming funk. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know. What's new on the Switch store? I I went and got the Project Triangle strategy demo. That was awesome. Downloaded that. And while I was there, I was like, well, what else is here on the store? There's got to be something new. Or or what is it? Uh, Looked on the new releases. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Went on the, like, the great deals tab. I'm like, all right, there's always something here for cheap. I'm looking through, and I see a game called Lo-Fi Ping Pong. And I'm like, what is this? Just like, just like Pong? What, 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 What is this? And I clicked on it. Pixel People playing ping pong. I went, huh. And I clicked on the video because each Switch game has your little trailer video you watch. And I'm watching it, and it's kind of like at a 2.5D sort of angle. You play as a girl on one side, hitting the ping pong back to a dude on the other side. I'm like, okay. And it's got like a totally pixel art aesthetic that lo-fi hip-hop kind of tracks in the background. You know, like the uh, the YouTube channel with the girl who's studying lo- lo-fi beats to chill to or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of grooving. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then midway through the trailer, a weird like animal face pops up over top of the gameplay footage, and it says, in the end, it was pointless. And I looked at it. I'm like, what's, what's, what's happening? What is this? What? And I read a review about Lo-Fi Ping Pong, and I went, this is a great game, super fun, rhythm action game. And I went, huh? Wow. What? Ah, it's 350 Boom. Use my free Nintendo gold points. I'll get it. Download it. Start playing it. This game is weird. The game is strange. I don't understand what's going on in this game. You boot it up. The user interface is like you're looking at a phone screen. Except the wallpaper that's up on the phone makes it so you can't even see the interface as you're trying to use it. Like I'm trying to select stuff. What's going on? I changed the wallpaper. Now I can see what I'm selecting on this phone screen. So I click on story mode. Click. Switches to like a messaging screen on the phone. Messages. And it's from... Somebody named question mark, question mark, question mark. And their their icon is like an ostrich head. Okay, click. And it says, I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to play. What? Okay, click. Now I'm in the ping pong game. Now I'm a girl 
with like long purple hair playing ping pong. And it is a totally a rhythm action game because the track plays in the background and you're volleying to the beat. And each time the ping pong ball comes to your side of the court, it can either go left, middle, or right. And you got to time your return stroke to the beat of the song. And then if you blow it, track starts right over again. You keep going, keep going, keep going. Once you make it through like the 45 seconds to like a minute 30 of each track, you get that volley going nonstop. You're on the beat. You're rocking and rolling it. Boom, you beat that character. It takes you back to the messages screen. Now there's another message from question mark, question mark, question mark, who has an ostrich face. And you click on it and goes, it's all my fault. What? Then you click on it and now you're in the game again playing another ping pong match to a different song. So you got to get the beat of that song right to volley your returns and stuff. I don't know what's going on in this game. It's it's totally weird. It's totally mysterious. But the rhythm action is fun. I beat Ostrich Man. And then I went on to like this, like a crazy baboon face person. And now he, we're doing like doubles. I, I'm sending a ball back right as he's sending one back. So you're, you got two balls going back and forth. So you got uh-huh. to double beat it. I've seen footage of a dude who's got a scatter shot. Another dude who, as soon as it gets to your side of the net, it can mysteriously go whoosh to the sides instead of straight on. It's crazy. The The actual physical gameplay is a lot of fun. So I'm having fun with it. But what the hell is the story? Who are these people? What is going on? I have no idea, but I want to know. And it was only 350. So even if nothing happens at the end and I don't know what's going on, I at least had a weird ping pongy rhythm action kind of time. That's a win-win scenario. That's right. I don't know if I can recommend it to everybody, but if you like rhythm games like Parappa the Rapper or anything like that, if you like staying on the beat, you know, precise movements, that kind of thing, you might like lo-fi ping pong. If you like weird pixel art, if you like just strange, mysterious things, I don't know. Check it out. I checked it out. I'm having a weird time with it. I played some of it today. And I was like, man, this is cool, but what what is going on in here? What's happening? You don't know if you can recommend that to everybody. Now, yeah. there's something I can recommend to everybody, and that's some freaking golden keys, because there are none. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's none. You're not getting any. I can recommend it to you because you don't get none. That's why. That's why. This is the perfect week for us, because we never redeem that stuff anyway. So now we don't even have to feel guilty because they didn't give us anything. But That's right. somebody did. Our friends what? over at Godfall, they went, hey, hey, y'all. I heard y'all were itching for some of them golden keys. They did the Dave Chappelle next scratch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and we went, well, we don't have golden keys for you, but we got a shift code. And that's just as good. And a shift code for the Ashenfall Phoenix skin in Godfall. So if you if you want to boot up your Godfall for the first time in a long time, like, like us, we talked about how we need to be playing it and we still <laughs> haven't played it. You got to get in there, <laughs> enter the shift code, get yourself the Ashenfall Phoenix skin. It does look pretty cool. So you better get it. And if you missed out, if you missed my retweet and all that stuff, check out Mental Mars. He put it up on his Godfall section of the site. He said, I'm going to archive all the shift codes here. Boom. So go check him out. He's a friend of the show. Support him and support yourself getting a cool Phoenix skin. That's right. And while you're doing that, I got a tidbit of information. It's not necessarily Gearbox related, but people can fly. They've been out there working, making their own game. Guess what? Outriders demo is available as we speak, as you're listening to this, ready to rock and roll. So I just wanted to give a shout out, get over there, check out what people can fly been up to with Outriders, and check out the demo. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's on the big, you know, PS4, PS5, Xbox, Xbox One X or whatever, PC. You can have it. You can play it. And if you like it, 
they even did you a salad. It's from the very beginning of the game, gets you up to a certain level, et cetera, et cetera. You can even farm and mine the resources up to a certain cap. And if you purchase it, everything you do in this demo is going to carry right on over into the game. It's a win-win. You got nothing to lose here, except for maybe saying, oh, it's not a great game, I don't like it, and, and you tried it and wasted an hour of your life. Whatever. See, I was going to give you, a, not a heaping, but a little minor ration of crap. You'll be like, this isn't even Gearbox related at all. What are you doing putting it in this part of the show? And then you said people can fly. And I went, they're sort of Gearbox adjacent because of Bulletstorm mm-hmm. full clip. Exactly. Edition. Darn yeah, it. You, you did that? it. You did you it remember well, that? Eric. Yeah. Golly. That's why. I, it's tied in. It's tied in. Just just weirdly and not really, but sort of enough to where I can sneak it in here and nobody can complain with a full heart. You know, we were talking about playing the Outriders demo, but you know what, what else we should install on our PS5s and play? It's, uh, it's Bulletstorm and do some of that co-op stuff again. Oh my god, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be so good. That <laughs> would be really good. We'd be really terrible at it for about a half hour, though, but that'd That's be fun. true, but then we'd be we'd great. We'd get there. Man, what a good time. What a good game. What a good developer that old people can fly. I got high hopes that they're going to give me something good here with Outriders. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to checking it out myself, and I hope everybody else does. And, you know, maybe we'll all be surprised and love it. And maybe not. And if so, well, guess what? There's about a billion other games that are disappointing out there. So so while Matt's plugging that in, I'll just go ahead and plug in our next topic. The main topic, the ending to the show here, is Persona 5 Strikers. You heard it earlier in our weekly How Do You Do. It came out. And it is here in the world, ready for us to tackle. And we thought we'd uh, kind of give some first impressions, first thoughts, all that good stuff on this wonderful or maybe dis- disappointing game. I don't know. What, what do you think, Matt? Man, you want a first impression. You want a first thought. My first thought, I yelled it out on the stream because I streamed my first my first playthrough of this. And I went, I'm home! Oh my god, my first thought is I'm home playing Persona, and the music was good, and the graphics were good, the intro movie was amazing, and then I got in there, and I saw my friends, I heard Morgana's voice, I heard my friends' voices, I saw their new, not new character designs, but their new outfits, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is it, and I started playing the story, and I went, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, this is how we do it, this is how we do it, and then we got into the gameplay, and I kind of went... This is not how we do it. What's sad? This is not how we do it. What is happening here? It was cool to start with, though, because it felt like random battles. Like you'd walk Mm -hmm. into the room. Oh, no, we found some shadows. And then you did it quick. Like, we did it. Joker, great job. And I went, okay. It's really weird, though. But then when I got into the actual dungeon proper, the gameplay expanded a little bit, and it got harder. Uh So I'm not sure. I really am only like three or four hours into it right now. So I'm not really sure that my brain grasps it yet. Like, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I play the Dynasty Warriors games all the time. This is not quite that. And then you also have the Persona skills and elemental affinities and stuff with it too, and how you use the skills with the radius on the ground. There's a strange disconnect there. But it's too it's too much. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's got all the elemental affinity, uh, elemental weaknesses, affinities, etc., uh, that the other persona had with the different enemies coming at you. I can't see the enemies half the time. Mm. I don't even know what's out there. There's just <laughs> this horde of baddies. Yeah. I'm just I'm just swinging. I'm just swinging and doing special moves. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm hitting. It's like, yeah, make sure you realize that they could be weak to fire. I don't even know if they're on the map. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that because if you stop moving, <laughs> yeah. you're dead. You're dead. It's over. Yeah. You're gone. Like that's the difficulty of this game is really weird. If you ain't moving, you're dead. And if you ain't avoiding any kind of like big major enemies, like sub bosses or boss attacks, you're dead. So how do I even have time to understand what weaknesses are or what's going on when I can't even look at anything? I'm just flying around the map like a crazy chicken with my <laughs> head cut off, doing attacks and switching characters because one of them's just getting blasted, mind-controlled, which, by the way, is crazy in this game. They're like, oh, you've been brainwashed, you've been brainwashed, 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 brainwashed. And, and it's not like the weak, crappy old RPG brainwash where it right. just... Where that character's just, just dumb there. and useless and does nothing. No, they're over here doing full-on specials and attacks on you, and they're wrecking your characters, like, instantly. And I'm like, what <laughs> in the hell is going on? What is happening right now? I agree. It's kind of nuts. But I love those rooms that have, like, the street sign you can swing around. Uh-huh. But the one area I'm in right now, it has, like, the skateboards. And yes. there were always two on each side of the room. So it's like, enemies are here. I'm like... I'm not even fighting. I'm not using spells. I'm not doing. I'm jumping on the skateboard and I'm sliding around. Zzz. All right, it ran out. Immediately jump on, jump all on them. the other Zzz. one. Immediately jump back on the one that respawns. It's mm-hmm. just. It feels so dirty and nasty. And I mean, as a Dynasty Warriors player, I know how to play those games. But this is the attacks and the abilities, the specials are so over the top and they feel like really floaty. And I think that's how why I'm having so much trouble with it. Like I'm I'm Joker and I'm like swing, 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 and it's doing this big stuff. But I don't I can't keep track of myself and how I'm moving to know how to corral the enemies sometimes. It's really strange. But the one thing that saved me was my last playthrough. I you know, I've been switching up the characters just because you have to to use their elemental abilities. I switched to Yusuke. And he plays like a Dynasty Warriors character, like a traditional uh-huh. one. And I was like, oh my God, I got it. I got it. And then I fought something that was immune to ice. And I went, but I got to go away from my favorite guy to do. Oh, man. I think Ryuji fights pretty decent too. Ryuji okay. and Yusuke, I think, are the two that feel the most classic Dynasty Warrior type characters mm. in the game. So I find myself kind of flipping out to those two if I'm not using Joker. Yeah. And then uh, trying to just take, I found that taking the heat off is like super important. So mm-hmm. as soon as the targets are all flying around trying to murder you, you got to get off that character. Yeah, you got to Because swap and then they will smoke you as soon as you got more than like three or four characters on you. They'll just keep tag teaming you and you're just going to get tossed around and everything and you'll be dead in seconds. And they're super stingy with the, the money in this game. Mm-hmm. So you do not get the chance to just, hey, whatever. I'll just buy a bunch of uh, you know revives, etc. You can't even buy revives. Only time you can get revives is from um, the new character Sophie, mm-hmm. and she only has two or three at a time, and then it's oh on hold. So make do with those two or three you got. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Keep going. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Maybe I can unlock it at some point. The one thing I think would help a lot is. Not having to baton pass to a character to be able to use their magic. Because uh-huh. I'll, I'll go through as Joker. I'm like, all right, I need fire. I know Anne is with me. She's got all the fire magic. And I'm like, all right, does Joker have anything? Swap, 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 nothing. I need to be able to, in that paused menu, swap to Anne and then take control yeah, then. Take control and do a fire spell right from the go. Because it happens a lot. I'll have that fire weak character cornered. And I'm like, all right, here it is. Don't have it. Uh, Anne, swap, and then she's way over there. And so I got to I gotta analyze the battlefield 
figure out where she was in relation to me, orient her, get the spell going. And in that time, she's knocked over. She's frozen. She's got shock. Oh, it's just ridiculous. And that's what I was going to say. Exactly. For Joker. It's all bound Joker. And I'll be like, oh, I got to get on uh, Anna Yusuke. But as soon as I come out of the menu, because you know, I'm looking to see if I got anything I can do, boom, brainwashed or, or, sh- or stunned or frozen. And then all of a sudden, I'm just watching Joker get just beat down. And I'm over here trying to rotate my little controller because if you if you push L3 or whatever it is and, and spin, 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 that's what gets you out of your stun states, et cetera, faster. But regardless, if they keep doing it over and over, you keep getting screwed over and over and over and then they're hitting you and you're you're either dead or close to dead by the time you switch. And then two seconds later, as soon as you got your bearings, like you said, on the other character, Joker's just dead. And then you're like, oh, I only got one revive. Oh, I got to try to manage without doing it here because... I'm going to probably need it somewhere else way more than now. And then you struggle, struggle bus and struggle bus. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? So I was like, am I just going to have to go like stop this game? And, and this is the other part that's weird. It's like the days don't act like days in Persona 5. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't waste a day. But it's like, oh, just, they just quit and go out. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But it does matter because then I won't be able to do anything. I'm going to waste my whole summer in this one dungeon and lose the game, right? I don't understand why do you guys keep telling me to leave the game? <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, because you did, right? You left, right? Yeah, I left. Yeah. But it doesn't affect anything. The day no. doesn't go. The day doesn't go. It It is the weirdest thing in the world, but it is also the most amazing thing. Because it's I'm glad. The game's hard, and I, I had to leave. Nobody had any HP, and I ran into a ridiculous mini-boss. I just mm. got smoked. Guess gotta leave. That day's done. And you just pop down there, and it still says noon up in the corner. And I went, mm-hmm. well, there's no way. There's no way. It's not possible. And I went upstairs, and they went, hey, want to buy some uh, weapons and protectors with that stuff you got? And I went, yeah. And I went, hey, want to go back in with your full health and SP? And I went, I mean, I mean yeah. And so just, it, it feels so weird and wrong. But it, I guess, you know what, if you think about it from a story perspective, what you're doing is what we always did. You clear that dungeon in a day. That's literally what they're going to do because mm-hmm. you just don't – time doesn't progress when you're in and out. It's just – it's so weird, but, I mean, I'm glad because the game is hard and weird to adjust to at this point, and I need that. I need to be able to do that. And so, of course, with the time not going, it was kind of weird. And then on top of that, like, you start off – and I, I know you leave in different locales once you get it past this first area, but obviously neither of us have done that yet. Mm. So you're in Shibuya, and you get to go see a lot of the cool areas, but you don't actually get to interact with anything anymore. It's uh-huh. just like, oh, yeah, this is the cool place, the shop, but we don't need that. Oh, this is the this is the little restaurant we hung out at, but yeah, you don't need a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of that. And then they got rid of the underground mall entirely, you know, and a couple other things here and there. And, uh-huh. and I'm like, this is home, but it's it's like a different home. It's not... My home's a little different. I don't know. Why can't I go to all my places? What's going on? Where's Where's Takimi? Well, she's gone. <laughs> you got there. I was just about to say that. I was not even five minutes into the game, and I, I almost gave it a zero out of ten and ripped the disc and smashed it in half because I showed up in Yongenjaya, and they went, hey, better head straight to LeBlanc. And I went, better go to my girlfriend's house. Run, 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 run. Hey, Takemi, here I am. Why isn't the door opening? Why is there a sign there that says she's not here? Oh, maybe we'll check in with her later. No, she's not here. That's what the sign says. What's what's happening? Let's go see her. Yeah, she's not there. What? Mm. 
oh, just uh-huh. just buy items for me via the online store. No, that's that's, that's not, not right. This is not that's acceptable. Not right. It's not cool. I feel the pain immediately. You, Eric, should also feel the pain because guess what? You're on summer break. You don't even go to school there anymore. I know. You're not going to see Kawakami at all in this game. They're not even going to mention her name I in know. this game. That's- that's what's annoying me. It's because, of course, they're going by what canon is and that you probably end up with the Makoto or whatever. But I'm like, no, I, me and Kyle Kami were married. We're going to have uh-huh. kids the whole night. Yeah. And you're going to act like nobody gives a shit about her and does, she doesn't matter and she's not relevant at all. And I'm like. When I saw the sign on Takemi's door and I went, where's she at? Oh, she better be at my house back home in my hometown. Take care of the kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah, there's it's it's so awesome, like you said, so awesome so far to be there. The music's banging, the characters, everything's done upright. They did the town, the Shibuya, so far wonderfully, but there's just some weird little things here and there that aren't there, and and so like little little pieces just add up to where I'm like, man, it's just like it's my story, but it ain't quite my story. But I love this place and characters so much. And I'm like, man, I still want to be all your bestest friends. And I still want to hang out. I still love the places. I still love the characters. Obviously, in that first jail, it's all about someone manipulating the townspeople. Even the NPCs who you never interacted with, you just saw on the street. Those were the two, like the party guy and the guy with the hat mm-hmm. who, who would have conversations every now and then. They're actually, in, they're, or at least their character models. They're involved in the story. And I'm like, it's those guys. I got to save those two idiots. They don't mm-hmm. even have names. So it feels sometimes so wrong, but it's so right in all the right ways as a Persona 5 fan. It's just, I am home. I'm seeing... My friends, even the people I don't know, my acquaintances around town, I'm seeing all of them. I want to love it so much more, but I want the battle system to change or be easier or something. I I don't know. It's weird. I was thinking I might just grind uh, for a few days and just do nothing but thought, grind yeah. to where I get OP to the point where it's dumb and then carry on. Mm. And that way I can just enjoy the story and have fun and the baddies are no issue for me. And I'm just like, all right, cool beans. Here we go. Without busting down to easy, because, you know, I don't typically like playing on easy. That way I can say I beat it on normal. I've seen what the, you know, the developers wanted me to see and do and feel. I just did it by being a psychopath and wasting lots of time by grinding until I was so powerful that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I I did that a little bit on my second stream. I kind of went, hey, it was one of those ones where you go in the underground waterway. And it's like, hey, go, go crawl through the vent. And I went, but there's a baddie still over here. Went and wiped out half the baddies before I got no SP and no health and had to swap the party. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, maybe I'll just do that. Load into the main hub and then just run to the area and kill everything along the way. But I figured, you know what? I know what you're saying about not wanting to swap it down to easy. But if I still do it and it's still hard and I don't level up fast enough, I might just do it just because then it will feel like my Persona team True. is kicking butt and taking names because we should be. Which you should be, because we were so powerful in the real other game. You know, we didn't even have Royal. to think about anything. Didn't even think. Yeah, it was just, you were going to lose, that's the way this was going to be. Yeah. Even for any boss, it didn't matter. It was, it was silly. So, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's what we do. But I'm going to give it a little more time. I'm yeah, going to yeah. get in there, you know, see what these characters are all about. Get rid of the, I'm going to get past this first dungeon. That's right. I think that's like the critical point. It's where I'll see what the big boss is like and how that transitions to the next area mm-hmm. and what's going on. Then I'll, I'll get a feel for whether or not this is going to be doable or i got to change something up. And I can't wait to just see – I mean, we talked about how awesome it is to be home and see all the places that we know and love. I can't wait to get out. 
I can't wait until we're on the road trip and finding out brand new characters in new places. And what are areas, they about? Yeah. What's going on here? Because as much as I'm loving the story, this first one is it's kind of Kamashita all over again. Kind uh-huh. of, I mean, a different spin on it because she's a lady and what she's trying to do is what she's trying to do. But it feels the same. I don't want to sound too negative. It feels like a lot of the same notes. And I'm like, okay, I've played these notes a lot of times before. I want to see the new stuff. Well, I can't wait to get to that. I agree. And that's, once again, like I said, why well, I want to get past this first area and see what they got for me. Because it does hit a lot of the same notes, especially since you're in the same environment and same area you were mm-hmm. in Persona 5. So it's all like, all right, this is all cool nostalgia, fun stuff. But I want to see the meat and taters and the new stuff you're bringing to me yeah. in this particular Persona. So I can't wait for it. Now, of course, you know we're going to be talking way more about it mm-hmm. <laughs> in the future. So strap in, kiddos, and strap in, ding dong, for another mailbag question from our old buddy Howard. I'll throw this one in just as a little oh bit of a treat for everybody. Who, all the people who go, oh, I don't like Persona 5 talking. Well, here, you can listen to Howard talking to us in the mailbag. So the second question out of the four that he sent in now, we might sprinkle the rest out here a little bit, but he says, ahem, <clears throat> My next question has to do with COVID-19 over the last year. It doesn't really. But he continues, A lot of people have been stuck at home and playing more games. Because of this, the financial landscape for games and gaming companies has been really good. Which brings me to my next question. In which software development company do you believe would make a good investment for the year 2021? Mm, Who do you put some money into? Gosh, well... I don't know who's publicly traded, first off. I, don't know. I, I was just going to say that. I was going to say it immediately after I read it, and I was like, nah, you got uh, maybe Eric will give him a little bit of, little bit of yeah. shuck and jive first. Now, no, you went right for the jugular. Yeah, I, I don't really know who's publicly traded. That's my problem. So to answer you honestly, I have no idea. I'd have to do some research on that. Now, if we were just going to do the hypothetical, like, you know, Wonderland of who's going to be making some games that are going to for sure make big bucks and do well this year. Well, I mean, Guerrilla Games has uh, Horizon Forbidden West coming out. Mm. I can guarantee you that game's going to be a hit, and I can guarantee you that game's going to do really well, and that particular developer's going to be just fine this year whenever that releases. If the newest God of War hits, that's that's insane money. But I don't think it's going to hit. Uh, they say it's 2021. I just don't think it's going to happen, though. I think that game's getting later postponed till 2022. Sony Santa Monica would be a a great one to look at if that game comes out this year. I just don't see it, though. But besides Gorilla Games, the only other big hitter this year, I mean, Nintendo, I can promise you, Nintendo's got something up their sleeve. Mm -hmm. Because this last Direct was pretty lame uh, for the most part. Didn't really have any big bangers. That hey, I liked was expecting. it. There was some good stuff that I'm looking forward to from that. Yeah, but it was still it was. I expected zero things, and I got like five things. But it was the garbage games. It was like their their garbage of good. But it wasn't the Metroids. It wasn't the Mario's. It wasn't. Don't the Zelda. hate on it, things that you don't understand or like just because you don't like them. There no, was Mario a bunch Go- of cool Mario looking Golf stuff in there. Amazing. Don't say there were garbage games. There but were a bunch of great games in there. It wasn't what everybody wanted. Let's just I don't care what everybody wants. That's not what everybody wanted. Now they got another direct coming up though. You know, and who knows? Maybe it'll be there where they give everybody the taste of their big ticket item. Maybe it won't be Zelda because they already said that uh, they're not ready to showcase Correct. Zelda Breath Wild too. So. They said that in the direct, actually, yeah. Yeah, they did, yes, exactly. So Nintendo's always a good one because they're going to have something for us. They're going to have something cooking. They always do. 
I would say that's always a surefire bet. It may not get you the most money, but it'll for sure get you something because they're never going down. They're, they're, their switches are selling like hotcakes. Their games always do fantastic. They're always on the top 10 charts. You can't lose. I would say Nintendo is your safe bet. Again, I don't even know if they're publicly traded, but they, they have one system that all these games are going to be on. So if you want to play Nintendo stuff, anytime a Nintendo thing comes out, you got to have the Switch. You made the game and you made the system and sales are going to drive each other. You can't lose on that front. As far as game companies, most of them I would assume are not publicly traded. But if I had to put my money into something, it would be into Bethesda because Deathloop is coming out. I guess Bethesda publishes it. It's Arcane Studios that makes it. I'm putting my money into that one because I've been hyped on that since day one, since trailer one, since word one. I saw the word death loop and I was like, they didn't even show me anything. I just went sold instantly pre-ordered $900,000 edition. Absolutely. But on a more serious front, I went on a little like GameSpot article, GameStop article, one of them game SOPs. And I scrolled through and I was like, what's coming in 2021? Allegedly, maybe at, at that point. And I saw Ratchet and Clank rift apart. And I went, Insomniac. Boom, there you go. That's a one hell of a solid franchise. Everybody loves it. It's going to do gangbusters, and it already looks gangbusters. Every piece of video I see of that game looks absolutely phenomenal. So if there's any way to buy some shares of that or or just put your put your fake money from Third Shift into the fake stock market of Insomniac Games, get that. Because that game is going to be phenomenal. Everybody's going to love it. Everybody's going to buy it. Profits are going to go straight to the moon, as they say. Last on a quick note, Embracer Group. We already talked about it. <laughs> THQ Nordic. All right. They already own like a bajillion games at this point. And now they got the money and more games on top of it. And as we told you, they just bought up Gearbox. Gearbox always does pretty dang good. They always end up putting out, if, if not a great game in some other form, your Borderlands always make a bajillion bucks and do really well. Well, Embracer Group is now the uh, the owner of said Gearbox, so and they are publicly traded. I know this. True. So yeah. go put your money there. They someone's behind there with big money because they're able to buy up almost anything and everything. So they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So that might be a nice little feather in the hat for the next year or two until we see if they're you know moving and grooving or not. And here I got the one that Howard's gonna. He, he's not even. He's not just gonna want to put his money into it. He's gonna have to when he hears this. Because what was it? A month or two ago, Eric had to think back with me. There was a Ubisoft news. Like, oh, man, what's the latest, hottest, hottest, freshest thing from Ubisoft? And they went, we're working on a Star Wars game. Uh It's not going to be out for however many years. But it's Star Wars, Howard. You know you're going to buy it. You know you're going to put your money into it. Look up Ubisoft. Hashtag Ubi on the stocks or whatever. Buy it with Dogecoin. I don't even know. But they're making a Star Wars game, so you have to invest in it. Howard. Exactly. So that's one right there on the money for you. Get on board. Get your lightsaber out and slash them coins. Do what you got to do to make it count. That's a good one. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you going to put your money towards? You know what? Whether it's real money with real investments or fake money. If you had the billion dollars to just give to a company to make your favorite game, to make your thing, what are you betting on being a surefire success? in 2021 here let us know via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com onto the twitter machine at thirdshiftme and you know what i always say i always say blow the dust off of it find us on facebook under third shift you haven't logged in to facebook in like six months admit it since your grandma 
went, hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Billy. And then you went, thanks, Grandma. And then you never went on Facebook again. Do it now. Follow us. Give us some love. Give us some likes, some hearts. Give us the laughy face. Don't give us the angry face, though. I don't want no, angry, no face. angry face. No, scares me. Scares me every time. So while you're giving us the angry face over on no! that Facebook. <laughs> oh, Damn it. The good face. The good face over there. You can also go give us some coinage over on that Patreon, all right? You're already thinking in your head, oh, I should go. I should go on to the stock markets and give some money to those guys and those gals and those folks. You should also go give some money to your homeboys over here at the old Third Chef. We treat it like a little tip jar. You had a good time listening to the episode. Ah, oh, man, that entertained me. That wasted an hour of my life. I'm satisfied. Bam. Go throw a buck our way. Two bucks, three bucks. You know, that'll get you into some old cool stuff and extra episodes here and there. Man, oh, man. Considering. And if you can't, wait. I totally understand. Got to pay the bills. You got to go buy your stock and embracer, and and hopefully make big bucks and move on to bigger and better things. But you won't because you're going to keep buying those happy meals and, and making bad decisions with your money. It's going to be fine. You're all right. Don't worry about it. Buy yourself a Mr. Beast burger. You won't there feel you bad about that one. <laughs> you you won't feel bad about that. Apparently, fantastic. We do appreciate it, hundred percent. Everybody that's ever thrown us a buck or two, it keeps everything rocking and rolling, and it's so cool. And all those of you who haven't but have given us mailbag questions, uh, interacted with us in any other way, super appreciated, super welcomed. We love hearing from you. So consider doing any of those things, and we would be very happy. And we'd also be happy if you listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 4th of March. Listen to that episode when I'm just going to be Mario'd all over my Animal Crossing Island. I'm not going to shut up about it. It's going to be a three-hour Matt's Mario Animal Crossing Island special. That'll be great. And you can listen to that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And hey, we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. We appreciate a five-star rating. Get out there and give us a five-star rating. You know what? Valentine's Day has come and gone. I didn't see the Valentines in your hearts. We you got know, no I didn't love. See the five star ratings in no your love. hearts. Come on, you can bring it back for St. Patty's Day. Think about it. Maybe you'll find a four leaf clover if you give us a five star rating. You know what I'm saying? Might be your lucky day. Here's what we do, Eric. Here's what we do. I'm not gonna leave this in the show. But when our buddies come on the St. Patty's Day weekend getaway with us, and give us five stars. We ratings. either like hold them down and make them give us five stars, or we steal their phones while they're sleeping, and we give ourselves five stars on every single all phone of them. from all their different accounts. Yes, yes. that's exactly what's going to happen. Perfect, <laughs> done deal. <laughs> and with that, there's nothing else to say. But don't, do, 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 don't forget to say. <laughs> Sit down.